0: Hey, Sales Live Nation. It's your host Tyler Lindley. Today, I have my man Brian Smith on the podcast. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Man, I appreciate you having me. I'm good, man. Doing really good. Awesome. Excited to have you on. Brian is the Revenue Enablement Manager at Vendition. So we work there together. And today, we're going to be talking about a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Really talking about balancing your sales career. Specifically for us, Brian, that means balancing being a parent with a sales career, which can sometimes be a tricky balancing act. I know you and I have both been in sales and both been parents for a few years now, and I want to just hear a little bit more about your experience. How has that been? What was that transition like when you started having kids and you still had a sales career to balance? just want to hear what does that look like for you? How have you tried to accomplish that balance in your life, Brian?
1: Quick response to trial and error, honestly. I don't think there's a playbook out there that just Demonstrates You got the sales development playbook by Trisper Tuesday There's not a, what it looks like to be a parent and walk into a sales career. So it was a lot of trial and error. In the very beginning, I was super nervous about balance. Balance is a hard thing to do in general. How many people in the world can actually stand on one foot and hold themselves <laughs> for a visual picture? So in the beginning for me, it was super nerve wracking. I think the biggest thing when walking into that stage of life is surround yourself with people immediately who have already been through that stage. That was the number one thing I did. I started asking questions to a lot of people. I started messaging people about what it's like to be a parent, what it's like to balance that life of carrying a quota, but also going home and quote unquote, carry a quota. A lot of trial and error for the most part.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm glad that you brought up being anxious about it, because I think I was the same way. I was very nervous about trying to be my best self at work and hit quota or achieve my growth goals at work, but also showing up at home. That was also very important for me. And it was for me initially, I was a young parent and it started in my mid twenties when we had our first child. I was very anxious because I thought there's just no way I'm going to be able to do both. I'm going to have to choose. I have to be a great dad or show up really well at work. There's just no way I can do both. And eventually you find out that you can, but initially it's just that, oh, snap moment. I don't know if I can do this,
1: which is normal. Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest thing too is just like we do right in our careers is setting expectations. I think the key is setting expectations, not only for yourself, but for those around you that's closest to you, whether it's a roommate, whether it is a spouse, there is a close friend, whether it's sibling, whatever that thing is, I set expectations for everybody around you. And I think once I got further into my career as a parent, I'm like you too. my wife and I had kids very young. That's subjective, but before I was 30, how about yeah, that? yeah, exactly.
0: Which in this day and age, I think is on the little bit of the earlier spectrum. I think a lot of people are waiting in their thirties or even forties to have kids.
1: Absolutely, so that's the launch of your career. Networking is really key. Meeting people is really key. Learning is key. I think the most important thing in order to be able to accomplish all those things in your career and outside of your career, or even better, those things that you have to do in order to have a successful career. If you don't set those expectations, and those parameters, it can be chaos. Let's give you an example. The number one expectation I set for myself in the very beginning, we talk about it as people who are SDRs, is time blocking. Mm. Um, That's something I realized I immediately had to do it. There had to be at some point during the day where the switch went off. Did the switch ever go off as a quota carrying rep in sales? <laughs> Never. But being intentional about at least being present in front of my family mm. by a certain time really helped. I think engineers, they think about the end goal and then work backwards. So if you think about that, hey, when do I want to be sitting down with my family eating dinner? Or when is it that I want to be able to roll around before my kids or I need to be at my kid's soccer practice? And from there, what it actually did for me was it made me be more disciplined in my day because I knew, hey, either I'm going to let my kid down or I'm going to let my job down. (laughs) Exactly. Because I was intentional about when I would stop work. And it sounds so simple just talking about it right now, but it was rough back Mm. then when I didn't do that. It provides efficiency and work because you may have a deadline. I really love deadlines. And then in my opinion, the most important is that you're showing up for the people that are closest to you.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. You brought up a lot of things there, a lot to unpack, but being intentional, when you do time blocking, whenever you don't have as much going on outside of work, you don't really have to time block because you can just work all the time. I can work in the morning, at the night, the weekends. And because you can always justify it, I'm just putting in this extra work because I'm trying to hit quota. What am I supposed to do? I've got nothing else to do. And I hear this all the time with young reps that we coach. Yeah, I was working late at night, early morning. I don't know when to stop. I was like, eventually you're going to have to, because you're either going to burn out or eventually you're going to have things outside of work that you're passionate about, like a family or a spouse or partner, whoever it is. There's eventually going to be a time where you're going to have to choose to be intentional about that balance. And I'm like you, I love the deadline. If you tell me I've got to have all this wrapped up by five o'clock or by six o'clock, And these are the tasks that i got to do, the meetings I've got to run. Man, I'm a lot more present and intentional with my day so that I can show up and be present and intentional at night at home. And I think a lot of folks who just say, I can just do it whenever, they don't have that same urgency to their day. If anything, I think once you become a parent, you've got a lot more urgency in your life. It's important that you show up because... People are depending on you to get them to school or to practice or to the doctor, it's it's important. There's more urgency, which I think that urgency is healthy. I think it's a healthy level of urgency and it creates a little bit more just of a natural balance.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. I've always been a pretty disciplined person. We have something, it's not even saying just family, we have something that depends on you. Mm. And whether that's you play sports work, whether it's you run a networking event like I did for a few years, when you have those things, it's more important to start now to create the habit for as your life develops and grows. Like that's probably the biggest thing. The most important thing too is in the beginning, even if you don't have those, we're talking about those young reps that don't have that yet. If you create the habit now, It's an easy flow into a lifestyle change if you already have those things. So that's why some of the people in our industry that are young and have already started doing those things. Morgan Inger is probably like the number one person that I always point to. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit of an outlier. Like I tell everybody, don't try to be like Morgan. Like he's. (laughs) one in a million, but just look at like how he approaches things. He's already created habits four years ago that it's almost like a residual effect for him now mm-hmm. because he started four or five years ago. Time I'm sure your podcast, you've been doing this for a while now. Well, yeah. Like in five, 10 years, your kids may listen to this one day. Right,
0: exactly. Thinking about the podcast, I do a lot throughout my week, day job and podcasts and kids and family and just a lot of things going on. If I didn't carve out that time, like you said, and I think the important thing is carve out time for yourself. For me and you, that's carving out time for our family. That means we're actually going to sit down at the dinner table or we're going to take them to practice or we're going to go to that movie together. or Whatever we're doing as a family, we're carving out that time. But for anybody in sales, carve out time for yourself. I think a lot of people just say it's indefinite. I'll work however much I need to all the time and I won't have a life and I don't care about relationships and I don't care about this and that. It's like... What are you working so hard for? To me, I think you've got to, my dad used to say, smell the roses along the way, because at the end of the day, making a lot of money is great. But if you're not doing it to give yourself a a fuller life and have some great experiences and do some things outside of work that you're passionate about, then I don't know, is all that hard work and staying up late and quotas and working on all these hours, is it worth it? So I think you have to figure out what is that balance for you? What are these extra commission dollars going to get me in my life?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's an interesting thing to look at too. Even now in the current state, we just talk about pre, where we even say pre-pandemic, and then (laughs) currently life being a parent or just. In general, trying to balance, keep these in balance, and I'm struggling because Morgan on our recent webinar just said, I don't look at it as balance. I look at it as flow.
0: Interesting. What do you think the difference is between balance and flow?
1: It wrecked me. From a method standpoint, think about how hard balance is. I don't believe in anything that's difficult or going against the grain necessarily. I want efficiency. I should say I don't believe in anything difficult. I like efficiency. Mm, Yeah. Why take this path if I know this other path is available? Mm Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing, the difference between balance and flow is number one, resistance. Two, flow is your choosing. I think balance is your accepting. Hmm. I explain that unpack that in a little bit. And then three, probably the most important one is it almost has this effect of defying the odds of what we're just talking about, structure. It's not structure, it's framework. Flow is framework. I see balance of structure, if that makes sense. Hmm. When I go backwards, framework is where there is a certain parameter, but there's not a order of importance. So in flow, if that makes sense. Hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I may spend time with my kids in the morning. Mm -hmm. Tuesday and Thursday is up in the air. Whenever that time happens, I pause. Whenever my kids demand my attention, whatever that is, is lunchtime mm-hmm. at night. I pause. I at least know that is built in somewhere. Yeah. Whether it's an hour or not, compared to imbalance, it's for me at least. Balance is I do this thing every single day. Nothing gets in the way of it. Mm. Yep. And when I talk about families, that's how kids get sick. Right. Schools call home. A pandemic happens.
0: All of that strict structure becomes so difficult, becomes almost impossible at that point.
1: Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can, but the way it's supposed to work is it's not supposed to bend, break, or change. Right. I love flow because it allows, like a better phrase, fluidity. Right. (laughs) Again, with somebody else, something, and again, it could be bigger than families, it could be networking events. It could be your animals. It could be your close relatives. Right. It could be a side hustle or a job you do. I love fluidity because of that reason, like things change, things happen. And if you're like me, I appreciate change and I love it. When it's unannounced, I struggle.
0: It sounds like when you're talking about the difference between balance and flow, you're almost talking about the ability to be a little flexible and pliable as well. When we think about, Time blocking and structure—it's regimented. But as we all know, things can happen that can change that structure for the day. Those unexpected things that might happen—I think being a little flexible and pliable, have guardrails, but then also give yourself some space for life to happen because life always happens. And it's almost like if you just build that into the plan, it makes it easier when those things happen that take you off of your regularly scheduled programming.
1: Yeah, allows well, for margin of error. I feel like. I don't know. What balance does. If you're balancing on one foot. Mm-hmm. If you lean too far one way, you fall. Mm-hmm. That's just really how I've looked at it in my since I've heard that difference between flow and balance.
0: Let's talk about this juggling act between parenting and sales i think it's something that initially there's that shock and awe and it's hard and there's a lot of change and you're trying to figure it out but then eventually you get into more of a regular cadence i feel like that's where i am it's a part of who i am it's a part of my routine it's a part of my day and i think you're in a similar place once you get to that regular place of balancing the two or just being both a parent and a sales professional what then how do you keep your edge because sales is still a competitive environment And sometimes I think you can get complacent. But how do you stay hungry, keep your edge, and make sure you're still doing the best for your career and for your family?
1: It's a great question. I'm in the middle of that right now, I feel like. Mm. To be truthful from expertise when it comes to answering this question, I'll give you what I'm doing currently. Yeah. So right now, I've been I'm sitting in a role that I've never done before. Mm. Kudos to the team for trusting me and doing that. I'm sitting in a role that I've never sat in before. And the number one thing that happens when you're doing something you've never done before is the stretch of the learning curve. It's almost like being thrown in the deep end of a pool and saying, hey, you've got to figure it out how to swim. hmm not that's going on right now, like in my role, but it forces you, this is something I've never had to do. I've got to spend time later today, tomorrow, next week on researching what's the first step in this. When you have a family, once you get in that rhythm, because I'm in that rhythm too now, hoping nothing breaks up that rhythm, (laughs) but I'm in that rhythm right now. And something I've learned is because the day-to-day job is forcing me to learn compared to me having to uh, do I want to spend tonight with the family, or mm-hmm. do I want to spend tonight reading this book? I have no choice but to grow and develop because of the job I'm in. We can talk a little bit about how you position yourself. I'm sure a bunch of people said to this. Well, how do you position yourself to even take a job or get somebody to convince mm-hmm. you to get in a job? But I would try to get into a role that's a little bit different than your traditional day to day because then you have no choice but to grow, develop, and stretch. Yeah, that's what's currently happening in my role right now.
0: That makes sense. Before we started the recording today, you talked a little bit about how you start your days early, and it gives you a little bit more flexibility. Talk a little bit about your schedule and how that impacts your ability to fit in these extra things, especially like right now, learning a new role, building program at Vendition. How do you find those extra hours to
1: fit in some of that work? I'm going to go a little bit of a tangent. You know, minds. A couple of years back, I, one, let me just say it's hard to do that. I don't do it perfect every time, yeah. just full transparency. But what I've learned is to maximize the, for lack of a better phrase, just the green space or the free space I have to create, build, learn. Sometimes that's 5.30 30 a.m., sometimes that's 6 30 a.m. Sometimes that's at midnight. It changes. The biggest thing is I know a week before I have to create that space somewhere for myself. I've always been an early riser, but I've learned it from my buddy Morgan in the aspect of, we talked about our families needing us, our jobs needing us. So how do we capitalize in that free space, what the things we actually need to do to get done and learn. I love taking just even if it's an hour and a half or two hours, for example, Tyler, before we started doing this recording, I'd already been working for like an hour and a half on things because I knew I had to do this, right? Mm, yep. If I could start my work day early and knock out the tasks, talked about like, how do you not get comfortable and how do we keep yep. the skill going? Well, during that time, that's when I'm developing. People in my role right now, I'm externally facing, I'm also internally facing. I try to have my day done by basically 11. Mm. I say done if any of my bosses do this. No, I'm not leaving the house working, but done. I'm done with the action items I need to do in order to take the next step in my career, build our department, whatever that is. I'm done, and then from there, I am free from having any mental drainage. My kids need me. I'm not stressed out. I'm not saying no. Hey, I can't play with you because dad has to finish this thing. It's already done. Yep. Or colleague says, "Hey, B, I need you to find one of our customers that give us a reference." Yep. It's easy because I'm not stressed about building out this cadence or sending this follow-up email because it's already done yep my days i maximize the space when everything else is quiet and for you that could be early morning that could be midnight that could actually be lunchtime i've seen people block off lunchtime yeah hey i don't talk to anybody whether it's family work During lunchtime, that's my time to
0: create, build as well. I totally agree. And I agree that you should block it off and you should just tell the folks around you, this is the time for me. A few things that come to mind for me is willpower. I like that you knock out those most important things that are job critical first as early as you can. It's almost like doing your cold calls in the morning. Our willpower goes down throughout the day and if you keep putting off the important things, I can just do that in an hour. Oh, I can do that later. I can do that after dinner. I can do that next thing you know, it's midnight and you haven't done it now you're stressed out. Versus if you just went ahead and ate that frog at five or six that morning or whatever time that is lunchtime, when the punches start coming because every day in life throws us punches and it's a lot easier to take that punch when you know you've at least built a strong foundation for the day that hey i can be comfortable with what i accomplished today because of these things i did first and then yeah. like you said you figure out the rest of the day as it comes i think it buys you that peace of mind which i don't think a lot of people in sales have peace of mind i think that's a <laughs> i don't even know if people think about it do you have peace of mind in sales if you don't have some kind of structure like this and build this space into your day
1: Yeah, the unknown I, I think Disrupt your peace. If you don't have a plan, if something's unknown of what's supposed to happen, where is it supposed to go, that's what disrupts your peace. I also think a lot of people don't apply any type of methodology. That's the word methodology to their lives. Two things that changed my life was the Pomodoro methodology. Mm. And then the agile method, believe it or not, in tech and then software. So how do you use the Pomodoro? So in the morning, the type of person I am, once I start work, I can put my head down and lift up and it's three hours later. Mm. It happens all the time. Meeting... So, I got a meeting in 10 minutes, and I'm so deep in it. I realized, like, wait, now I'm sleeping asleep. Pomodoro app is about doing things at a certain amount of time. Mm, yep. Similar to time blocking, the difference is when you're done, you're done. You don't think about it, you don't yep. try to add anything. It's a really great methodology. It worked well when I was an SDR. Mm. And the way I do it now, I actually do it with my kids. Hey, Dad, can you come lay down with me before I go to sleep? I'm like, absolutely. But hey, I'm going to put a timer on for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes go off. Whether it's sleep or not, I got to go. Yeah. And then the Agile method is really interesting from the aspect of I've tried to utilize my family mm-hmm. to be a team to help dad at work as well. Mm. The agile method, everybody's working as a team. You're sprinting. You're reviewing things, right? Something oh. simple of that as may be is once my workday is over. The minute it's over, I circle up with my wife and say, hey, this thing happened at work. This thing happened at work. So I'm going to need two hours a night. Yep. Going to be able to work on this thing. So we're collaborating. One, exactly. two, we're building out structure. So I'm always doing stuff like that, even with my kids. Yeah. Hey, use a daddy comes out and eats breakfast with you. Tomorrow, I'm not going to be able to do that. I learned that some of those small things do learn the agile method.
0: Yeah. I love that you brought up there, especially with that agile method, looking at your family unit as a team. And you mentioned the word collaboration. You need that in life. And if you're single and want to stay single, that's totally fine. Respect that decision. It's totally up to you. But if you've decided to get into a relationship and once you build a family and have kids, it is a team sport. It is a team sport. And the better you can collaborate with your spouse, partner, significant other, the better you can run your life. Because then there's that ebbs and flows. I like how you're almost combining some of that Pomodoro with the Agile. It's almost a blended version of those two, which seems pretty awesome. I've never really heard about that. Someone applying that, especially not just to your professional life, but your personal life too.
1: The same way I believe in leadership, everything starts at the top and bleeds down through Mm -hmm. company organizations. The same thing with my family. If I'm doing something at work, that helps me. Surely somewhere in a personal life. And again, if you don't have a family or kids, if you have friends- Exactly. Friends have expectations of you hanging with them and stuff, and it's the same thing, it really is.
0: It is the same thing. Whoever your group is, whether it's family, friends, spouse, whoever it is, everybody has, like you said, those expectations and they want you to show up and they want you to be intentional. They want you to be a part of the team and collaborate. These things are so important. Like you said, it's just leadership. You have to be the leader of your own life. professionally personally being a part of the team you have to learn how to lead any parting words of advice brian for those trying to figure out this parenthood and sales thing
1: it loves i'm just kidding (laughs) don't do it (laughs) yeah don't do it rethink it take your time I'm I'm (laughs) serious enough though any advice I would give is that one, the biggest thing is this isn't the first time anybody's ever done this. So don't be afraid to reach out to people. Yep. I think it's cool. You're not doing this podcast, even hopefully start this conversation and provide a space for people to have the conversation. Yep. The second thing is just like in work, if you make a decision, you're fail at something when it comes to work-life flow, work-life balance, fail fast and reiterate. Yep. Don't keep doing something that's not working. If working late is constantly tiring you out, don't do that. Switch that. So just one, reach out to people. You're not alone. Two, Fail, fail fast if you're trying out a new methodology or mm-hmm. some type of attempt. And then third, the biggest thing is I wholeheartedly believe if at home isn't okay first or your circle of friends, yep. whatever that thing is for you, if that's not okay first, more than likely it's going to be real tough at work. So that's just my personal opinion for yep. me. Take care of it at home first, everything else will fall in place.
0: I totally agree. Couldn't agree more, Brian. Brian, if my listeners want to find you online, how can they do so?
1: LinkedIn, Brian Smith Jr., also on Instagram. I run a barbecue brand a little bit here and there, good life bbq on Instagram and then oh, I am nice. this double underscore on Instagram as well.
0: All right, perfect. Awesome. We'll link to Brian's LinkedIn profiles and Instagram handles. So definitely connect with him on social media. Brian, thanks for the chat. We'll do it again soon, okay? Appreciate you, Tyler. All right, later, man. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. You can find all the links discussed and the show notes at thesaleslift.com. That's the, T-H-E, sales, S-A-L-E-S, lift, L-I-F-T, dot com. Have questions for me? Email me at tyler at thesaleslift.com. We look forward to seeing you back here next week, and we hope today's show brings you the sales lift your business needs. Remember, ideas plus action equals results. You've got new ideas, now it's time to take action and the results will follow. See you next time.